0: And everybody in the semana real can dance outside a feature that Batman. Remember when we frequent police station And if you never understand my vibration, take you to Rumibo where the hydrate man, cause I can't drink at my place, man. If anybody else take you tell them I ain't grew up in a base VAC And if you seen it, me dance them with me. Ba 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 ba, Southside of the river at the garden seat.
1: Peace, family. Welcome to another installment of 30 Talk. I am your host, Him Not Them. As always, I want to give a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. Drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are live, we are in full effect. But it is good family. That was the sounds of Burner Boy. PH City Vibration. We're on our Afro Beats tonight. Particularly from this artist. Um, I kind of stumbled across this artist in particular. Burner Boy. On BT Jams. It used to be called MTV Jams. And. I was like oh I ain't never heard nothing like this before. Not this song in particular. The next song will be the one that I heard. And I was just. I wasn't blown away. I wasn't astonished. I was just like, yo, this is the vibe I'm going to be on for the next couple weeks because I want to change my vibration. I want my frequency to, you know, pick up another channel. And oftentimes I go to parties or functions or lounges that are, you know, ran by Ethiopians or Eritreans, you know, people from the promised land or Africa. And I hear, I see, I hear, I see, and I feel the vibrations that come from their type of celebration or their type of party or their type of function or their type of quote unquote turn up. And it's a different type of feel because the music resonates different. It doesn't give you that urge to want to fight somebody to want to fight somebody that looks like you to a degree. Not saying that they don't have gangster Afrobeat music. What I'm saying is for the most part, the vibrations from that tune is is encouraging you to move your body to grind up on a woman for in a woman's case to grind up on a man. To, to show love, to show compassion. A lot of what we miss here in the States because how society is presenting information, hopping right, in, hopping right into it because I missed y'all. We find ourselves missing the beat. <laughs> you know, we try and catch a vibe, we try to change the way we feel, but we're missing the beat because we're only channeling into one station. Roll with me. The reason why I bring this up is because there's a lot of phrases that we use, and I was just thinking about it before I, you know, sat down to record tonight. I was thinking about a lot of the statements that we use and how those statements were presented to us, like live every day like it's your last. And, you know, the good die young, you know, live fast, die young. We say those statements so, blanketly, those are like blanket statements, you know, they can mean so many things, and how we use them determines how we go about living our lives. So, when I sit and I think about live every day like it's your last, if I live every day like it's my last, am I preparing for tomorrow? Obviously, not. So, now I'm thinking about how is it that we live in such a society or we live in a country that promotes freedom and individuality, but we have to live every day like it's our last. Or the good die young, you see me? Those are, in my in my eyes, in today's conversation, for what I wanna utilize it for, doesn't measure up for me. I don't wanna tell my young child or the youth that you gotta live every day like it's your last. That means you're gonna go out in this specific day and do all the things that you dreamed of doing Hoping that you won't see tomorrow And not necessarily even hoping With with the idea that you might not see tomorrow Whereas if I think about that same statement I'm like, okay, if I want to live every day like it's my last won't the, why, why won't I just Not why won't I Why don't I just prepare for the next couple days So when my last day do come I've had something to look back on I've created memories So then that way it's not necessarily the last day that I'm Looking forward to, I'm cherishing the moments that brought me to that last moment. So I'm starting this conversation that we're going to have tonight with that because we have to recognize our emotions. I have an installment, Who Should Be Your First Love? with L-O-V-E, L-O-V-E being an acronym. And one of the acronyms I use for L-O-V-E is learning our various emotions. We have to know how we feel about ourselves first. If we're going out living every day like it's our last, we don't know who we're hurting in the process, right? We don't know who else is getting a negative. We don't know who else is receiving the negative effects from our actions because we're thinking that this is our last day to live. Why don't we prepare ourselves for the future? So then every day isn't our last. Every day is preparing us for our next. You see me? And that's what's important. That's what should hold precedents, right? We have to find ways to maneuver in this life without thinking that if we make the wrong move, it's going to be our last move. We have to prepare ourselves. So if we do fumble, we don't fall. I'm sorry. If we do stumble, we won't fall. But if we stumble, we won't trip and fall. You see me? So this is what I'm trying to do here at 30 talk about all about solutions. I'm trying to introduce small concepts to the family. Excuse me. Allergy season is still lingering around, even with all this rain. We find ourselves stumbling and thinking because we've tripped, we've failed. Tripping and falling is just actions. There's a third action it's called getting up. (laughs) If you trip and you fall and you stay down, you succumbed. (sighs) Excuse me, you succumbed. Staying down means you failed. Tripping and falling doesn't mean that you failed, it means you fail. F-E-L-L, not F-A-I-L. You understand? We have to understand the difference. So when you trip and fall, it doesn't make you a failure. It makes you human. You see me? So then now we don't have to start, we don't not necessarily start, we don't have to continue looking at every trip and fumble as a failure. We just fail. You know? Getting up is the hard part, falling is the easy part. Tripping is the, the clumsy part <laughs> So let's start thinking about the actions Let's start thinking about our actions in particular So I had, a, I had some notes written down And um, I entitled it Our Emotional Map And I entitled it, I entitled it Our Emotional Map Because I wrote down a, a list of emotions That we tend to have as human beings That can cause us to trip and fall But it doesn't make us a failure One of those emotions is guilt. Guilt shows that you are still living in the past or guilt shows that you're living the life expectations that others have for you. Oh, I feel guilty. Why you feel guilty? Because I told such and such I was going to do something and I didn't. You didn't live up to that person's expectations. So now you feel guilty. And when I say that I'm having like a first thought, I kind of look at how some some religious practices make you feel guilty. In order for you to convert. They they impose a level of guilt on you. So it can be easier for you to feel as though that you're unworthy. That you need this entity or this deity in order for yourself to have self-worth. Nobody can give you self-worth. You only give self-worth to yourself, i.e. self. Guilt is... is portrayed or is is put on people. If I want somebody to feel guilty, I'm going to make them feel bad. I'm going to make them feel as though that they didn't live up to my expectations. I want you to feel guilty because you didn't do what I expected you to do. That kind of goes hand in hand with shame. Shame shows that you are internalizing people's belief. <clears throat> Excuse me, family. Shame shows that you are internalizing people's beliefs about who you should be. I shouldn't feel ashamed for being the person that I am in a positive aspect. I shouldn't feel ashamed. I shouldn't feel guilty. If somebody doesn't like the progress that I'm making, I shouldn't feel guilty about that. I shouldn't feel ashamed about the progress that I'm making as an individual. What people tend to do in this society, they try to make you feel bad for going against the grain. Why do I want to be a sheep when I can be a sheep herder? You see me? I don't want to roll with the crowd. I want to be outside of the crowd. And then I don't even want to be a sheep herder because I think that was a bad example because I don't want to necessarily control the crowd either. But I don't want to be so um, engulfed in that crowd that I lose my own self-identity. I often talk about a community, but a community is a collective of individuals, not a collective of the same individual. So when I think about of a sheep herd, sheeps that are in a herd are all moving in a direction based off who's pointing them in that direction. We have to separate ourselves from moving in a negative direction. So when people see us moving in a positive direction, they want us to feel guilty because we're not living up to their expectations. Then they want us to feel ashamed because they, how can I say? They want us to feel ashamed because we're not going with what they believe. So once you feel guilty and once you've once you've once somebody has made you feel guilty, now you feel ashamed. You've internalized those persons, those persons or that person's belief. Now you have resentment. (laughs) Resentment shows that you are still living in the past and not allowing the present to exist. Oh, you made me feel guilty. Now I'm ashamed. Now I can't let that memory go. So every person that I come across, they're going to feel the pain that I'm supposed to give to you. The the originator of that guilt, the originator of that shame. That term is called displacement. What happens is we find ourselves having misplaced anger or displaced anger. Putting the blame on everybody else except the individuals who deserve the blame the most. And this is just a few of the emotions. I have bitterness on here. I have discomfort. I have anxiety. So when we think about us as individuals, we have to think about what type of person we want to be. We have to also think about who are we trying to influence? Are we trying to influence the people around us? Are we trying to influence ourselves? But if we're trying to influence the people around us, are we making them feel ashamed for not being the person that we want them to be? Are we going to make them feel guilty because they didn't live up to our expectations? Or Are we going to have resentment just because, not just because, or are we going to have resentment because we didn't address it? Get in my jam. I apologize. Because we didn't address the issue at hand, now we have resentment and we're taking our anger out on everybody else except the people who warrant that anger. That's why I called it our emotional map. We have to have a better understanding of the road that we're traveling. So then we have to have we also have to have a better understanding of the emotions that we have. On the other side of this break, we're gonna get into the conversation because I feel as though this conversation is gonna go a lot longer than expected. So let's hop right into it. Sticking with Burner Boy. This is Darko.
0: Never we never operate. Tell them I never like the way we want them to operate. I never separate. These days man, I never separate in a fair, the way. Tell them I create more planner. try get one up and they done garden. And when you know about Dan garden, I make a baby on our planet. Oh God, the world is just a sinking boat. Me say, only the real will float.
1: This world is a sinking boat But only the real will float. Ain't that the truth Ain't that the flipping truth So yes, I said I wanted to kind of start the conversation early Because I have a lot of things written down And I don't think I'm going to get to it all tonight So we're going to kind of make it a two-part And I want to at least get part one under our belt. Before we went into the break, we talked about our emotional map and the three emotions that I covered in particular was guilt, shame and resentment. Those are the three emotions that we typically see often because of how the environment is around us. We have to understand that what goes on around us affects what's going on inside of us. It's just what it is and vice versa to a degree. But I'm more so worried about the environment. We often, look at the, we often look at the choices that we make, not knowing that the options for us to choose from were already planned out. It's kind of like a multiple choice test. If, we, if I'm taking a test and you give me four answers and I, don't, and I don't like any of those four answers, if I leave it blank, I get it wrong. I use that analogy to say that if we're presented with four choices that we don't like and we don't choose neither of those, we still fail, you know, or we still get it wrong. But it's like, why should I get this wrong if I don't like any of the choices that you presented me? And I bring that up because we're going to talk about psychological operations. Psychological operations is the operation to convey selected information and indicators to audience to influence their emotions, motives and objective reasoning. That is what the opposition is doing currently and throughout the course of history in this corporation that we call America. You often hear me say without the body, I'm sorry, without the mind, the body is useless. Psychological has to do with the mind. If the opposition has a way of controlling your mind, the body will just follow suit simply because the arms can't move without the mind and the lungs can't breathe without the mind as well. Quiet is kept. That's why your heart and your mind are like the two, I can't say the most important, because all these organs and bones and muscles that we have play a part in order for us to move. But without the heart, you can't breathe. Without the mind, you can't think. So the opposition understand that those two organs are the most important in order to control the people. So they control your food, they control your media, they control what you see, they control what you hear. So then now that you're psychologically impaired, They can do whatever it is that they want to do with your person. The purpose of the American PSYOPs, the PSYOPs is just psychological operation, is to induce or reinforce behaviors favorable for the American objective. So when I think about the American objective, we can go down a whole list of what the American objective is. But the weapons in war that are on the American objective is economics, education, housing, media, sex. When I'm talking about sex, I'm talking about gender law, politics, and labor. So when I'm thinking about a psychological operation, I have to make sure that I'm introducing informations and indicators that lets the sheep know that the herder has these eight aspects of war under control. So the process is real simple when we talk about psychological operation. It starts with a plan, then it starts with media selection, Then it produces that media selection. I'm sorry because I'm skipping a step. That media selection leads into determining a probable impact on the target audience. So, typically, the top target audience can be gays, the target audience could be minorities, the target audience could be women, the target audience could be the minority. All right, if we if once the opposition understands who they want to attack, that's where they're going to go. And it's funny I'm bringing this up because I'm having a first thought. I think about the psychological operations that's happening in 2019. Every time I go on Facebook and I follow all, I guess they would say conscious awoke, woke, you know, platforms. And a lot of them still post a lot of police brutality. And you would think that it would end it after Sandra Bland's surface uh, video had resurfaced. I'm kind of jumping around. Just roll with me. Sandra Bland's. Um, Uh, footage had resurfaced not too long ago Um, Minister Louis Farrakhan getting banned certain books getting banned from Amazon and getting banned from Facebook and um, Instagram those are psychological operations and those are just three examples of how the opposition tries to toy with our mind Sandra Bland been dead for some years now and now all of a sudden the footage of her arrest is now resurfacing and you can see the officer already pulling a gun out on her for a traffic stop. So I'm just like, wow. Or when you see uh, Philando Castile's footage. Now, i just seen another footage of a police officer pulling, pulling his gun out on an individual in North Carolina. When he told him to put his gun, to pull his gun out his waistband. And North Carolina is an open carry state. If you're licensed, the individual is obviously licensed. He goes to pull his gun out, the band, out his waistband to follow the police officer's orders. And he still shot him. You know, that's a psychological operation. You even die when you comply, you know, and going into what, you know, a couple aspects of what psychological operations is. I just want you guys to see how the opposition uses media and politics and law to conduct whatever it is that they're trying to conduct for them to portray whatever image, whatever thought, whatever motive, whatever indicator they want to promote. And we have to have a better understanding of that. Um, One of the, I'm not going to call it a tools, one of the plays or the ploys, I should say, one of the ploys is invoking fear. The purpose is to manufacture as much fear as possible to create to create dread and terror in the minds of the people. This will prevent groups from uprising and instead of I'm sorry, this will prevent groups from uprising and instead make the people weaker and disabled. Right. So if we const- if we constantly see police officers killing unarmed, melanated individuals or minority individuals in this country and we s- and we have children, we're not going to teach our child to defend themselves correctly. We're going to invoke fear in their heart. Not because we're scared of. Huh, not because we're scared. It's because it's because we're scared of what, mm, It's because we're scared of what somebody else would do to them. Because. The opposition is already scared of our natural weapon, which is our skin tone tone or our complexion. They're already scared of our, quote unquote, natural weapon. How is it that our skin is a weapon, but they're constantly taking our souls from our physical body because of their own fear? So what the opposition does is they invoke fear. That's a psychological operation. You're not going to do nothing when you're scared. I think the term is um, fight or flight, right? When you're presented with certain levels of information or certain indicators that trigger your mind to have fear instead of pride or have fear instead of confidence, you're not going to make the type of decision that you feel as though is best for you. You're going to make the decision that's best for you to survive. We're not necessarily living anymore. We're just surviving or trying to survive. And it's it's, it's saddening to a degree. Because we've been surviving on this planet long before the Caucasian reared their ugly face. Certain Caucasians, not all Caucasians. All right. Let's just be clear on that. But the individuals, the Caucasian individuals that are implementing these psychological operations are invoking fear into our people. It started with slavery. It continued with Jim Crow. It trickled down into our educational system. It rolled over to our neighborhoods, our community. It rolled over a little bit further into the war on drugs. Those are psychological operations. That's them invoking fear. What they also do is divide and confuse. When the separation, when separated into smaller units, the attack, excuse me, hold on, I can't even read my own handwriting, good people. <laughs> Division and confusion. When, the sep- when separation into smaller units are successful, the attack is then on their common bond of unity. Seeking to confuse them with fear and mis- with misinformation. Excuse me, because I'm getting into my jam. I'll read it one more time. Division and confusion. When the separation into smaller units are successful, the attack is then on their common bonds of unity. Seeking to confuse them with fear and misinformation. And the examples I have is religion, colorism, politics, politics, and sexism. Those four concepts alone, the melanated community cannot come together to have a common bond of unity. <laughs> we can't decide if Jesus is black or white. We can't decide if it's Allah, Muhammad. We can't decide if it's Buddhist or Hinduism. Now, knowing that all those religions stem from one true source, which is cometic science. But that's neither here nor there. Colorism. We have what is going on right now. It's called light skin privilege. Not saying it didn't always exist, but now it's resurfacing on Twitter because the debate is starting to show. This debate is starting to show that colorism has been going on since the white man started um, forcefully having sex with our women and producing kids that they don't even care about. Or producing kids that look lighter than the mother so they can teach them how to hate the people who are darker than them. That's colorism. I see on the internet all the time, females saying, oh, I can't have no black ass nigga for a baby daddy. I need my child to have good hair. What? What's good hair? Good hair to me is having hair on your head. <laughs> That's good enough for me. You see me? But we have this idea that it has to be that wet and wavy in order for it to be good. Like, Or you have to have a certain type of almond brown complexion to be fine. You get what I'm saying? And this is the divide and confuse because we don't even know... We don't even want to know what can possibly bring us together because we're only concerned with what separates us or what tears us apart. Politics is the same way. Um, Democrat or Republican. Woman president or black president or or homosexual president. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't even know. We don't even care. We just
0: vote.
1: (laughs) We don't even care. We just provoke, you know, provoke thought. Or in this case, provoke provoke misinformation because we have to understand that the Democrats and the Republics are two wings of the same bird. A psychological operation keeps us from going in depth because we're so confused and we're so divided as a people. Quick song break because I don't want to run my mouth too much just now. Still sticking with Burner Boy. This is the last break before we close out. This is Burner Boy, Thuggin'.
0: I, am still dying anyway. Pop all the bottles in the club tonight. Excuse me if I take a lot of drugs tonight. Well, I'm with my woman, niggas, fucking wrong. Alright. If I see the original, oh, I'm on sight. I don't pain and suffering. Nobody gave me no apologies. I don't care no more. Huh? I don't want to talk in yeah, my
1: bread and Yes, family, that was Burner Boy, Thuggin' I saw it on MTV Jams, I mean BET Jams I was like, yo, why have I never heard of this artist? Did my own little due diligence And he's more popular than I expected That's why videos are so important That's why visuals are so important that's why the opposition focuses on symbolism. You know, I was watching, um, I forget what I was watching. I was watching Fifth Element. If you're not familiar with Fifth Element, it's a Bruce Willis movie. Got Chris Tucker in it. Got my man Tiny. My man that played And He was the black president in that movie. How crazy is that? And this movie came out in 97. I remember this movie in particular because my father took me to see this movie after After, it was like the last day of school I was probably like in the third or fourth grade And we went to Downtown Silver Spring to see The Fifth Element And I've watched that movie numerous times since then Because that movie has a lot of nuances In it that if you watch it Close enough you'll see symbolism Long story less long In this movie in particular It was talking about the elements You know, water Fire you know, Nature and things of that nature Things of that such And I bring this up Only to say that Symbolism Symbolism is important Because The movie was based off of Like 2000 thousand twenty two 2022, twenty Or some shit like that And they still had McDonald's in it You know what I'm saying It's like damn Even in the future When we have flying cars You feel me We living in the skies McDonald's is still Gonna be around And I kind of Want to put that In y'all pot To cook for a little bit Because what does That really mean Like, what does that mean? Like Exxon. We don't even really know what the Exxon symbol means or what the Shell gas station symbol means or what Walmart's symbol means. You feel me? Because there's a psychological operation that runs so deep. We don't even we haven't even barely scratched the surface here at 30 talk. We're all about solutions. We have to understand that we have to go under the surface. We we can't just stay on the plane. A plane is a flat surface. We can't just stay on the plane. We can't be shallow either. We have to have depth. We have to go just a little bit deeper than what's expected of us. You know what I'm saying? And one reason why we can't, going back to the conversation, is because a tool for psychological operation is demoralization. To demoralize the people. How do you demoralize the people? You destroy their morale and their dignity. This can encourage them to retreat or surrender. Rather than confront or attack physically That's why I brought up the whole idea of looping black death on our social media sites Or looping black death on TV Or seeing little girls beat up old women Calling them all types of bitches and all that You hear me? I'm like, damn, that's demoralizing That makes me feel bad as a person So imagine if I see that every day, every day for the next 365 days What am I going to think about my people? What am I going to think about myself? I'm demoralized I could care less. This is how my people treat. This is how we treat ourselves. I'm no better than them because I look like them. That's just an example of what a demoralizing character sounds like. Not knowing that the people that are under us, i.e. the youth, are surrounding themselves with so much, are surrounding themselves with this type of information that it keeps them from making the right choices. To close this out. I want us to understand or begin to understand what it means to care, (laughs) what it means to care about more than yourself, the individual, because, yes, we have to have self-love, self-esteem, self, self, whatever you want to fill that next word with. But the idea of self has to come with caring. We have to care more about what's going on around us because what goes on around us affects what's going on inside of us. We have to care about the next man or woman so that the next man or woman can treat them the way that they will want to treat themselves, just like how it says in the uh, in the Bible treat others the way that you want to be treated. How are we treating ourselves? No wonder we not treat the next man or the next woman in in a a delighting fashion because we don't care enough of, we don't even care enough about ourselves um you know you've come to me with their own personal stories I'm not going to share none, but there's a lot of Uh, Demoralization um, Self-mutilation That's what I want to say Self-mutilation It's a thing And I'm like Wow You really want to do that to yourself? It was like Yes, it makes me feel better But what happens when you have this giant scar? It's going to be a memory Of how you felt So you'll never forget it now (laughs) Because every time you try to forget All you got to do is look down at your arm And see what you did to yourself It's demoralizing It's so we're, We're not attacking the opposition We're attacking ourselves That's a psychological operation. Instead of us taking the anger out on the individuals who are imposing their will on us, we're taking it out on people that look like us. Because the opposition has found a way for us to feel as though that the real problem is with ourselves and not the people controlling the environment that we live in. That's a reality. A a better reality, not even a better reality. A more cognitive reality than the one that we think we have. Or the one that we perceive to be the one that we perceive to be living in. You see me? So I, I don't know, I do know. I try my best to find ways to get the family to understand those types of concepts. So then that way we can make better decisions moving forward. And that's all I really got for us tonight. We're going to continue psychological operations on the recap of our next installment. And we're going to see where that leads us. My closing remarks for tonight, Good families. is I want us to make better decisions, and I'm talking to myself right now. Last week wasn't the best week for me, not because I didn't make good decisions, but because the environment that was around me was affecting what was going on inside of me. That's what brought us to this conversation. To be transparent, I have to remember that if I want to affect change, I have to first channel my emotions. So I went to my emotional map. I had to see what emotions I was traveling through. Or what emotions I was traveling with. And those emotions determined how I was going to react to people. Or those emotions was going to show whether or not I'm going to react to people. Or I'm going to respond to people. And I want us to have that thought moving forward. Are we reacting? Or are we responding? I'm your host, Him Not Them. And if you really want to have this conversation with me. Study your emotional map. This is Burner Boy, Yee.
0: The my face, calling me la, ba, da, 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 I da, 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 da,